You're now listening to Binge Brew Brain Podcast, the show that teaches simple neuroscience-based strategies to ending overeating, binge eating, emotional eating, and yo-yo dieting. I'm Natalia, your host, and I'm here to help you create wellness without the obsession. Let's get started. Hello, hello. How's it going, guys? Greetings from Sweden. I think that if you are listening to this episode right after it was released, I am still in Sweden. But of course, I don't know that for sure because I record this episode, you know, a couple of weeks beforehand so that everything is ready when I'm on my small holidays. So let's hope that everything goes great there. Anyways, let's talk today about binging on healthy foods and a little bit about volume eating. So, of course, even the title of this episode is kind of problematic because I'm going to use words like healthy and healthy. And we know that those labels are problematic. And usually in my teachings, I encourage people to drop those labels and stop moralizing food, stop seeing food as good and bad. But unfortunately, using labels like healthy and healthy clean eating, junk food. It's something that I still use in my marketing because, you know, when you hear words clean eating, you kind of already know what I'm talking about. And when I use the words like junk food, it's also like very simple that everybody can understand it. But I also know that if you want to recover from an eating disorder, preferably you should drop those labels. So I want to apologize, but in today's episode, I am going to use labels like healthy and healthy. And I want to also clarify something that, you know, those labels, they are still kind of subjective, right? Because, for example, I think that beans are healthy. But there are people who would say that beans are not healthy because beans contain lectins. There are also people who would say that brown rice is worse than white rice because it has more arsenic. Again, there are people who may dislike chocolate and they will see chocolate as a binge food. But for me, cacao is superfood. So chocolate contains cacao. So for me, it's kind of like a superfood that I eat daily, which I already told you a couple of episodes ago. So again, remember guys that those labels, healthy, unhealthy, I'm going to use them today, but they are very subjective. And for everybody healthy and healthy those are totally uh, those might be totally different products and by the way out of curiosity i would love to know what are the most crazy things you binged on maybe i'm going to put a sticker on my instagram story so that you can answer uh, easily to that question i am just curious because i remember i used to binge on really crazy things For example, something like almond or coconut flour, for sure I binge on that. I binge on like jars of tahini. I know that many people would binge on peanut butter and I think that this is pretty common. But tahini is slightly less usual because tahini, after all, it's bitter. I remember being in my parents' house and binging on breadcrumbs. But for me, maybe it's slightly more usual because... For me, bread was kind of like a binge food as well. 
I also remember, uh, you know, binging on salads, vegetables, carrots, and we are going to be back to that topic later. But I think that the worst thing I binged on were Brazil nuts. And why is that crazy? Because Brazil nuts contain a lot of selenium. So for example, I think that two Brazil nuts, they do give you like 100 or even 200% of your daily requirement for selenium. And in like one binge setting, I ate like 300 grams of those Brazil nuts and I knew that they contain selenium and still I binged on them even though I knew that I might get selenium toxicity. How crazy is that? And that brings us to the confusion that many people are faced with, meaning many people believe that binge eating can only happen on unhealthy foods. But I know that many of you binge on so-called, you know, healthy foods. Some of you are the mix because you will binge on whatever is available. So if in a house you have unhealthy foods, maybe some processed foods, then of course you're going to binge on it. But sometimes you already figured out that, hey, when we are keeping chocolate, cookies and ice cream in a house, I'm going to binge on it. So you don't allow those foods in your house, but still you end up binging on something more healthy. I want you to know that there are people who will binge specifically only on highly processed foods. There are people who are a mix. It depends, you know, what is available for them. But there are also people who will binge on healthy foods because they just love the taste of of healthy foods. And usually those kind of foods are available everywhere. So now it's time, like almost in every episode, it's time for me to share my own personal experience because as you know, I really like to base my teaching not only on the common knowledge from the fields of neuroscience and psychology, but also I combine it with my own personal experience. So I want to give you some examples from my own life, how I uh, dealt with binging on healthy foods. When I first time overcame my binge eating, what really helped me was transitioning from standard diet to plant-based eating. And because less highly processed vegan foods were available back then, therefore I was forced to eat healthier options. Therefore, whenever I had an urge to, to binge, I would have to binge on like healthier foods. And of course, they were less rewarding, They didn't cause that much weight gain. And for me, it was easier for me to forgive myself because I knew that, oh, at least I binged on healthy foods. But unfortunately, this helped only for a while, probably around two years. And I relapsed with my binge eating because I didn't properly break the binge eating habit cycle. I also never learned how to deal with urges to binge. I just replaced the the food with like healthier foods. I still had very restrictive mindset and I still didn't do the mental work. And sometimes I would reach out for food when I was emotionally unstable. So I still used food in in a way that it, it shouldn't be used. So the first time I overcame binge eating, binging on healthy foods kind of helped me to stop this cycle. But again, it only helped me for a a period of time, right? Because later I relapsed. And after my relapse, unfortunately, binging on healthy foods worked totally against me. 
because I was just perpetuating the cycle. It made me super bloated. It also was my excuse to binge because I thought that, oh, back then, a few years ago, binging on healthy foods helped me to overcome my binge eating. So maybe I'm going to do it this time as well. And I was just forcing a lot of like healthy foods into my stomach and that made me feel bloated. And also I was constantly hungry because I was eating sometimes, sometimes I would binge on, you know, highly processed foods. Uh, but sometimes I would also binge on like healthier foods but they were totally not satisfying because my stomach was so stretched that I didn't feel satiation but I also didn't really feel uh, feel hunger I felt this this weird type of hunger like I knew that I was full but I still wanted more And also at the time, I probably made like the biggest poops on the planet Earth because I was eating, you know, high volume food, a lot of fiber. So at that point, I could probably win the contest for the biggest poop ever. (laughs) But of course, this is too much information. So let's come back to the topic. So I want to share with you why binging on healthy foods is still a binge and why is it still a big problem worth fixing. So first of all, if you binge on healthy foods, therefore it might be excuse for you to binge because you may say to yourself like, oh, but it's healthy. You still think that it's better than binging on unhealthy foods. Similar situation maybe with reduced calories foods, like you give yourself permission to eat them because you believe that they are uh, reduced in calories, therefore you can eat more of them. But again, that just encourages this mindset that, oh, I can eat more of it because it's going to be less harmful for you. And let me remind you that the criteria of binge eating disorder, they don't say anything, anything about type of food. So the criteria say that you have to eat the big amount of food in a short period of time. You have this lack of self-control. You usually eat in secret. It causes distress. You feel full and you, you also experience, you know, regret and you feel disgusted. So the amount matters. It doesn't specify what kind of food you're supposed to be eating during the binge so that it is classified as binge. Remember that even if you binge on healthy foods, it's still binge behavior. You still ignore your hunger and fullness signals. You still eat to escape uncomfortable feelings. You still use food to cope with life. You still have those negative thoughts. You still uh, reward those urges and that perpetuates the cycle and that also makes you feel gross. It is still type of operant conditioning because you condition yourself that, oh, there's a cue, then you perform a behavior and then you have reward. And it is still problematic with lower calorie foods. When you eat a whole tub of ice creams that are reduced in calories, you are teaching your brain that it is okay to eat the full package of ice cream and the next time you're gonna encounter you know regular ice cream your brain is still going to think that oh it's okay to eat the whole pint of it the whole tub of ice cream when you binge on healthy foods you are still hyper focused on food food is still on your mind all day long and when you binge on healthy foods that are usually lower in calorie but higher in volume It is dangerous situation because that can easily spiral into bulimia because when you binge on processed foods, they don't take that much space in your stomach. 
For example, I remember eating whole jars of peanut butter and, and I was still kind of okay. But I also remember that a couple of times I would binge on broccoli and I felt like my stomach is going to burst. Even recently, I spoke to a girl and she admitted that she likes to binge on healthy foods as well. But unfortunately, the healthy foods, they do take so much space in her stomach that she just can't even get up and she needs to purge. She feels that she really needs to get rid of that that food. But maybe if she would binge on more processed foods, the need for purging would be smaller because at least she would be able to, you know, get up after binge. She would be able to walk and maybe process uh, all the situation in a different way. Let's all also keep in mind that foods uh, lower in calorie but higher in volume, they also stretch your stomach. I don't know if you've ever heard any interview with competitive eaters, but before the competition, they try to stretch their stomach. And how they do it? They drink a lot of water. They try to eat heads of lettuce or other salads. So they do fill up on those high volume foods because they want to stretch their stomach so that during the competition, they can eat more food. So if you are going to eat high volume foods all the time, your body will expect this amount of food. So if you're gonna eat smaller portion, it may not satisfy you. And I'm pretty sure that if any of my listeners ever tried raw food vegan diet, you definitely understand me. You definitely can relate to this because it gives you such a weird and satisfying feeling. I remember eating those huge salads, huge raw vegan salads, and still feeling at the end of eating them that, okay, they sort of like filled up my stomach, but I was still kind of hungry. I wanted something like heavy. I it, It's really even hard to describe, but I think that people who had experience with this kind of diets, that they know what I'm talking about. And it's not even like urge to binge. It's just this this feeling that you would like to eat something super heavy. So if right now you struggle with binging on healthy foods, ask yourself, is it something you want to be doing? Do you want to compulsively eat? Do you like the results you're getting? Because I think that anything that impacts negatively your quality of life is worth fixing. It causes distress. Remember that binge eating or this compulsive behavior is still binge eating. It doesn't matter uh, what kind of foods you eat during the binge. Also, think about your results. What kind of results you want to get? Because I also want to admit that sometimes overeating feels good in your body. Sometimes it's kind of necessary. Like think about uh, people who run marathon after you run that marathon, you probably need to refuel because you lost a lot of calories. Therefore, you will overeat. But this kind of overeating, it feels good in your body. It feels like something necessary, even though uh, after that meal, you may feel heavy. The same with emotional eating. Sometimes emotional eating just feels good in your body especially when you do it consciously, you consciously choose to do it, and food is not the only tool you have in your toolbox. You also use different strategies to process emotions, and reaching out for food is just something additional. And again, it at times, it might be okay if you choose it consciously. 
Right now, I would like to give you some actionable steps, what you can do. So I'm going to give you four tips about what you can do if you want to overcome uh, binging on healthy foods. The first solution is to learn how to process your emotions without food. Because if you don't, you will find other way to shut down your emotions. Maybe with alcohol, cigarettes, shopping, dating, wanting approval from strangers on the internet. There's so many rewarding activities that might have harmful consequences for you and you can, you know, replace food with them. So, okay, you can overcome binge eating, but if you won't learn how to process your emotions, therefore you may reach for other types of rewards. Second solution, learn how to change your desire for food. And if you don't, you will feel deprived. You may white-knuckle it, you may stop binge eating by using only willpower, but once you are in a vulnerable state, when your energy to use willpower is low, you will give in, because you will still have that initial desire for food. Third solution, heal your relationship with yourself and with food. And if you don't, you will still think a lot about food. Maybe you will restrict. Maybe you will treat food as a reward or maybe as punishment. Food will be still something you will try to manipulate to feel better or worse about yourself. And the fourth solution, build healthy habits that serve you. Sometimes it's just easier to replace one habit with another one and let's choose the healthier habit. At the end, I would like to add a couple of thoughts I have about volume eating. So I know that right there, there are volume eaters for whom volume eating is very problematic. So there is a subpopulation of food addicts who rely on volume eating to get to get sort of like high. If you eat a lot, it impacts your hormones, your neurotransmitters, and you get that blissful feeling that happy serotonin feeling when you are full. So I can recognize that there are people who will try to find this blissful feeling in volume eating. And coming back to what I said before, volume eating still keeps you hyper-focused on food. I once heard a story from a bikini competitor and she said that, uh, you know, during preparation for bikini competition, she would have cucumber with splenda as a snack and that tastes for her like a watermelon and I'm like what like no way cucumber with splenda can taste like a watermelon but again for those people who have to restrict calories again this type of food is going to be like a treat but yeah it's it's kind of crazy right (laughs) So I just want to acknowledge that there are people for whom volume eating will be problematic. Uh, But also, honestly, I'm not really that much opposed to volume eating. Sometimes I also utilize it. For example, when I'm stressed or before my period, I know that I will have those cravings. So I prefer to fill up uh, my plate with like less calorie dense foods, but higher in volume. I want to give my brain a a signal that, hey, we are eating a lot of food. But I'm also aware that this volume eating 
long term it is not satisfying again coming back to my year to to the time when i was raw vegan again i was eating pounds of salads and i still craved something heavy so i know that volume eating works if you use it from time to time but long term if you're gonna eat that every meal it's gonna backfire in, and it's not good for you I also must admit that in my practice, there were a couple of people with whom I utilized volume eating to help them eat uh, healthier and overcome their struggles with food. And I suggest that solution to people who are on a standard American diet because 95% of Americans don't get enough fiber. A lot of them are eating out very often. So I had clients in the past who thought that they were addicted to food, but in reality, they just didn't have good habits. They didn't cook at home. They only took, they only used, you know, takeaways that were full of inflammatory vegetable oils, maybe full of salt. Therefore, they felt like addicted to these kind of foods. And also because those foods were low in nutrient density, therefore those people developed different nutrient deficiencies and they had cravings for those uh, palatable foods. So for these kind of people, yes, I suggested them to utilize strategies like shredding carrots to your oatmeal, adding zucchini to smoothie, or mixing normal rice with cauliflower rice. In this case, I did support that because I knew that uh, in the diet of these people, they were there weren't much fiber. They weren't eating cruciferous vegetables. So I encourage uh, them to add these kind of foods to their diet. So if you are already a person who has healthy, balanced diet, you shouldn't utilize volume eating as one of the strategies to overcome binge eating. I think that it's going to backfire. It's not going to help you to overcome your binge eating habit. Quite the opposite. It may even cause bulimia because when you binge on those uh, high volume foods, they're going to fill up your digestive tract. You will want to just, just get rid of that food. However, if you are a person right now who eats highly processed foods, who who eats very often in fast food restaurants, therefore utilizing some volume eating strategies may actually help you to feel satiated faster and it might help you overcome binge eating if you're gonna combine it also with other strategies that target your mindset, emotions, habits, and so on. Thank you everybody for listening. If you have any additional questions, please write an email or contact me via Instagram. And of course, if you have suggestions for future episodes, I would love to hear about them. Thank you so much for listening and see you next time. Bye! If you enjoyed today's episode and you would like to stay in touch with me, make sure to follow Pinchproof Brain on Instagram. And if you are ready to take this material to the next level and apply what you've learned, then go ahead and submit your application for my Pinchproof Brain coaching program. Thank you so much for joining me today and have a great day.